The blast from our past network. Welcome to Comics Underground, a podcast discussing comic books, graphic novels, and more. I'm your host, John Spees, and with me today, she found her thrill. It's my friend, Miss Erica Hill. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, that was a dumb intro. Um, so Erica is joining me for kind of a special thing because she has requested my first manga. So I've never written, written, I've never read a manga before until now. So I, I knew that you read some, so I asked you to pick one out. And you decided that we are going to read the volume one of the book, Bamboo Blade. Yes. And there's a specific reason for that, which is it is about, you know what, I'll just, I'm going to do this a little bit out of order. I'm going to go ahead and read the plot description of the book, which is actually not usually in the order I put it in. And then we're going to talk about why you picked this book. So... Poor, in debt, and living on instant noodles, high school kendo instructor Kojiro makes a bet with an old friend on a practice meet between the all-girls teams of their respective schools. The prize? A year's worth of free sushi. It's too good for the desperate Kojiro to pass up. But with only one active member on the kendo team, Kojiro Kojiro must move quickly to put together a squad before the meet. He's got eye he's got his eye on Tamaki the daughter of a kendo master and a skilled swordswoman herself. The only trouble is, she's not interested. Kojiro's willing to try anything, but what will it take to win her over? So, you specifically picked this book because you are also a kendo fighter participant? Um, they would call it a kendo ka. Ka? Okay. What would they say in English? Um, I guess a ken- kendoist, maybe? Kendoist, okay. Um, so, before we get to the book, what got you into kendo? Um, well, my mom forced me to do it when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. And we actually just had a Zoom discussion about this a year ago with our dojo. And we've come to the conclusion that all of us who were forced to do kendo as kids hated kendo as kids, but really loved it as adults. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, my mom forced me to do kendo when I was seven. She did it with me for a couple years, and then she quit, but still made me go to practice. And once I got to college, uh, I moved out to Las Vegas, and I didn't really have to go to practice. It was <laughs> kind of up to me. So I was a little spotty, and then just being busy with music stuff, being a music major is really busy. Mm-hmm. So it... It just took, it didn't take top priority. Right. So I veered away from it a little bit. And then the longer I was away from it, the more I wanted to go back. And especially during the pandemic when there wasn't a whole lot going on with our jobs and just music stuff in general, kendo was really um, something I wanted to get back into. So Mm -hmm. I've been pretty active with it the past couple years. Um I guess if we're talking most recently. Okay. Do you have a dojo here that you go to? Yes, we have a, there's a Japanese dojo and a Korean dojo okay. in Vegas. Um, so I practice at the Japanese dojo. Okay. 
and um, we practice on Thursdays and Sundays. Okay, and you grew up in Hawaii, right? Yes. Okay. So now we know why it makes sense why you would pick this one. Um, and so let's uh, let's kind of introduce it. Uh, Bamboo Blade uh, was was written or the story was done by Masahiro Totsuka. I I'm gonna butcher a lot Totsuka. of these names. Totsuka. I was close. Close. Close enough. <laughs> And the art was done by Oguri Igarashi? Aguri Igarashi. Okay. I'll let you correct me, and I'm not going to try. <laughs> That's as close as I'm going to get. Um, so we learned how you were introduced to Kendo. Well, how did you get introduced to this book specifically? Um, there's actually somebody at our dojo in Hawaii. His name is Kioni, and he brought up Bamboo Blade. Um, we were talking about anime and manga. Mm-hmm. Um he was a pretty big fan of anime and some mangas. And then throughout high school, I would watch a lot of series and read some mangas. So he suggested Bamboo Blade and told me it's about Kendo. And I looked it up and it seemed interesting. It was really hard to stream. I watched the anime first, mm. um, but it was really hard to find. And even now when I looked it up, I couldn't find a place to stream it. And then even, I mean, finding the manga was hard. Right. So yeah, actually, I had a little bit of a hard time myself. I I didn't have a hard time finding it. I had a hard time finding it in English. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I, I ordered the first three volumes in English, and it was really hard to find volumes two and three. So I was really surprised at how not popular mm-hmm. this series is, or maybe it's more popular than I think it is. But I haven't had a discussion with anybody other than my friend who okay. introduced me to this right. that actually knew what this series was. So I thought it was really interesting. So when you told me to pick a manga, this was easily <laughs> the first choice. Uh, the interesting thing for me, so I have very little experience and knowledge with both anime and manga. Um, uh, my knowledge of manga is two things. One, I, re- I understand that you read it opposite of the way we would normally read the book. Yes. So we would read it. We You meet a manga right to left. Yes. Um, and I also know that it is not hentai. That is the only two things I know the difference about manga. Um, so I was I was both nervous and interested in cracking this book. Um, it did take me a little bit to get the flow of reading right to left. Right. Because my brain instinctively went top left and wanting to read and realized, no, 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 I can't do that. I've got to go top right and go in the opposite direction. Yeah. I got there eventually uh, and was able to do it. Also, with anime, I've not watched a lot of anime i didn't even even though like my brother grew up on shows like dragon ball z mm-hmm. and stuff like that i never watched any of those stuff they, they just kind of missed my age like by the time dragon ball z came on the scene i was already a teenager i was out of cartoons right so right. i didn't really watch any of that stuff um i did i was introduced to one anime that i do own and i've watched all the way through and it's one called rossifon and everybody I know who knows anime, and I say that word, they've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, the interesting is, it is. I was introduced to it by a friend um, who was not Japanese. I think he was just into anime. Um, but it is. It's about um, these people who have like these like big mech warrior type suits. Okay. Or like you know robots, but everything is music based. Oh. Yeah, it's really kind of interesting. Um, actually, we watched it when we were teaching a band camp. 
Uh, it was the three. It was three. We had two drum, two battery instructors, and, and I was the pit instructor. And during every break we had, we would go back to his room um, because we went away for band camp. So one of us brought a TV, the other one brought a DVD player, and okay. we just watched all the DVDs <laughs> through the whole week of this of this uh, this anime. Um, so it is very interesting. So if you ever want to borrow it, I'd be glad to give it to you. Okay. To yeah, out. that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, the, the story is okay. Okay. I we we were mostly ingrained in it because it because of all the music stuff that it was talking okay. about. Okay. So. Um. All right. place all right so i will admit it also took me a little bit of time to figure out what character was what (laughs) by the end um i kind of got it down the one problem i had was uh there is one character who we meet right away pretty early on and i cannot remember her name she's like the first um character besides the sensei that we meet um kirino yes the team captain yes that's her okay the problem i had later was we meet this little guy with i think his his name is dan in english i'm not sure how you pronounce it um, oh okay don don his girlfriend looks very much like her especially in the hairstyle right. and that was how i was keeping track of who was who was okay. through their hairstyles <laughs> and by the end when she finally came in i had i had a little bit of trouble i had to go back and reread pages a few mm-hmm. times to keep track of who was who um it also didn't help that it's in black and white yeah. so they don't use color is that common for most mangas are they yeah. almost always in black and white yeah okay so if if i had been able to like differentiate like a hair color or like clothing colors yeah, it would have helped yeah. but um other than that i didn't have too much trouble um the main character um which is weird that she's the one on the now granted this is only volume one yes um uh, Tam- uh it's tamaki yeah tamaki 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 is kind of seen as like the main character but we don't really meet her we like we glimpse her a little bit, and we don't really meet her until a little bit later. Yeah. So it really seems like Kojiro is the main character. I would Tamaki. say I would say he's the main character because I think, I mean, all the motivation for the Kendo Club yes is <laughs> coming from him right now. Exactly. <laughs> so we start off. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too much into um, like going straight down like what happens beat for beat. Um, we kind of meet uh, Kojiro and what was her name? Uh, Kirino. Thank you. I'm going to rely on you a lot for <laughs> these names. And they're, they're having practice, it looks like. And we learn that uh, I can't remember if the bet has already happened and he's flashbacking it. Yeah, the beginning okay. is a flashback. Okay. That's what I thought. And so he, uh, I, it seems like he's been the, what did you call it, the kendo sensei? He's the club advisor. Club advisor. Yeah. Or super, they said supervisor. Is there a difference? Um. I mean, we're, we're using English terms with this, so. Yeah. The tech, I guess the technical term would be he's the club advisor. Okay. Um, I get, it seems like he's been the club advisor at this school for a little bit. Yeah. But he's been pretty lazy. 
yeah, up until now. Yeah, the club's pretty dead. Yeah. So there's hardly anyone there. But he meets up with an old pal who I, <laughs> again, at first I thought his old friend was his sensei. Mm-mm. But uh, now I'm thinking it was just someone else who he was friends with and he yeah. competed against. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm glad I have you here. I <laughs> never, ever would have gotten through this book by myself. Um, but they have a bet. They said we're going to do it. We'll have we'll do a team practice meet, and the winner, uh, if if uh, Kojiro wins, he will get free sushi for a year. Which I'm not going to lie, sounds amazing. It sounds so amazing. And after reading, after finishing this book today, I've wanted nothing but sushi all day long. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, um, just me and my son are home. And I don't think there's any way I could get him to try sushi. He doesn't like sushi? He doesn't like hamburgers. What? Yeah. He's a weird kid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he likes uh, He likes pizza. He likes. He tolerates hot dogs, but he prefers corn dogs. I don't know why we're getting into my son's days, but I am. Um, uh, he, he will eat steak. Uh... But per, he, you know, he prefers his chicken nuggets. He's twelve <laughs> years old, and he still is, you know, all about the chicken nuggets when he can. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I have tried very hard and made him try a lot of things that he doesn't like. But to be fair, I also was very, very picky when I was a kid, and I did not like the idea of sushi either when I was a kid until I became an adult. Yeah, it took me till college. Oh, really? Yeah, I find that surprising. Just growing up in. Hawaii where fish culture is pretty big well my well my mom (laughs) doesn't like raw fish oh okay and she is straight from Japan that is interesting but I mean everyone's got their own taste so yeah I understand I grew up in the south and immediately everyone says to me oh do you like sweet tea I I do not like tea I don't like coffee I like I don't really like any of those dang no I don't like I don't I just I don't really like them what? I know. <laughs> On paper, you'd think I was Mormon. Because <laughs> I don't drink any of stuff. It's just because I don't like it. Mm. So it's not because of that. I mean, I could tolerate sweet tea because there's just a buttload of sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever go to the South and have that. Um, but uh, actually, after I got to college is also when I started acquiring a taste for sushi. And uh, now I love it. And one of my favorite things to do... Um, Especially if it's not too busy, because if it's busy, I don't want to bother the sushi chef. But if it's not too busy, I'll sit at the bar and just tell them to bring me what their favorite yeah, ones yeah. are. And that's always fun because you'll get a big surprise. The only thing is um, I am uber Caucasian and I do not handle my spice very well. <laughs> so when they bring me like spicy tuna or anything like that, oh. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll eat these two. Uh, nigiri of spicy tuna, but you got to bring me two more of something else that, <laughs> that I can wash it down with. Um, so, and the interesting thing is, is at first I thought that was going to be into the bet, and I'm like, well, what is the other guy going to get? But the, we do learn later that Kojiro beat him in a tournament and won some sort of trophy. I'm not yeah. sure what if, what the significance of the the competition was, or if it was just the fact that he beat him in a competition. Yeah, because in the manga, he refers to this guy as his senpai, so mm-hmm. which means like his senior. Right. So I would guess 
his friend is either older or more experienced than him. Okay. So maybe it was just not, maybe it was really defeating for the senpai to be beaten by Kojiro. Mm-hmm. So, and then Kojiro goes on and says like, oh, I beat you because I was lucky. And Which almost is like, I don't know, would that be more insulting? Um, I think he was just trying to be polite. Okay, that's fair. Col- I, I will admit that I respect cultures where honor is a big thing, but I don't understand it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I, guess, I, mean, I grew I, up like, I, with this. So. I, say I didn't. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. That's the... Uh, us white folk have no honor, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, all right. So there was... Eventually we do meet um, Tamaki? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I said that right. Um, now, are you saying this because that you know how to pronounce this, or is that how they pronounce it in the anime? Um, I, have, I don't even remember what the characters sound like in okay. the anime. It's been so <laughs> long. <laughs> well, see... I think now that I know that there is an anime, I might actually check it out if I can find it. Yeah. Is that the trick? Is if I can find it? Let's see who finds it first. <laughs> oh, are you still looking? Oh, well, we'll, bet, we'll bet sushi on it. I'm screwed. <laughs> I'd be willing to make that bet. Right. I, I'm, we're going to go to one of those like cheap all-you-can-eat sushi places yeah, where I just pay fine. like 20 bucks. <laughs> then it's you on. can eat as much as you want. <laughs> um, okay, so we do meet the friend. and uh, Do you remember what the friend's name was? Which friend? The senpai. No, I couldn't find his yeah, name. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. It's not really that important. Um, also, the, the this whole thing leads up to they're going to do this match. We don't actually get to the match at the end of this book. No, it's going to so, uh, be for a while. Okay. Because they're going to be spending the month gathering members and preparing. Okay, so they, they really milk the preparation. I don't even remember if they, like if in the anime, if it ended... With the match. I'm not... <laughs> it's been too long. Wow. Has, so is this... Do you know if this book series is ongoing? Or, like, is it finished? Um, I don't know. Okay. The... I watched the anime maybe 10 years ago. And I okay. believe there were maybe 12 episodes. Oh. And it okay. wasn't... It didn't feel like it was finished but a lot of these series um like if the author just doesn't feel like writing anymore right or if they get sick then the series will like pause. take a break yeah um, what was it i do have a um um I, i'll call her an acquaintance um she's been on our pod- other podcast a couple times um who she lives in scotland and she's a huge anime fan and she's a huge fan of Bleach. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think like that one was on a hiatus for a while, and then the new season just finally came out. Oh, really? Recently. Wow. Because I remember her talk, she was, it was like, apparently that was all the rage that it was coming back. Oh. I didn't even hear about it. Oh, really? No. Well, I wasn't a huge Bleach fan to begin with, but. I tried. For her, I really. I really tried. <laughs> I, I watched like three episodes and I sent her a text and I was like, I'm really sorry. I I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. 
Yeah, I think I got about four episodes in. But yeah, I didn't know it came back. Well, That's, there you go. Now you know something. I feel like I feel like I would have heard about that. <laughs> well, I mean, you are a uh, uh, music teacher, and especially as a high school music teacher, I can tell for a fact uh, you have no time at home. <laughs> You're constantly at the school. I'm assuming because that's how it was for me when yeah. I taught high school, uh, which is why I stopped. Um, okay, so just a few other characters. We do meet some other characters who are in, uh, who who he does get to join the class. Um, I will say this. I could, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at a page and that's what prompted this thought. I could hear this manga. Yes. I could I could read it and I could I can imagine exactly what it sounded yeah. like um, because of all the yelling. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't, like, I am familiar with, like, the whole, um, like, yelling thing from Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Is that common in a lot of animes? I guess the fighting. Is it? The fighting ones. And I'm showing Kendo, my ignorance here. But. In Kendo, we yell a lot. It's yeah, but that, part of it. That so. makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he's, not even just when he's doing Kendo, Kojiro is yelling Oh, yeah, lot. it's very exaggerated. Okay. The characters, yeah. Okay. But like I mean, every time he yells, I, like I could hear it, and I could see like I could see what it would look like uh, in an anime. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I found interesting is, um, what was the captain's name? And I I'm, I should have written all these down, but I'm glad you did because uh, I forgot. Kirino. Ki- Kirino. Yeah. Okay. Do you think she has a little bit of a crush on Kojiro? Because, no. like, I swear, he yells at her all the time, and she just seems like, okay, whatever you say. No. Okay. I don't think so. I think she's just a very, um, I think she's a really outgoing character. Okay. Maybe maybe eager to please? Yeah, and I think she cares about the club. Well, that's good. So, I think she wants the club to get better, not for the same reasons that, uh, Kojiro does mm-hmm. but <laughs> I think she just enjoys kendo and she wants the club to be bigger and she wants to feel like she's in a dojo mm-hmm. at school but since the club is really dead <laughs> she doesn't feel that way I think I've told you this but um, both my children now take fencing mm-hmm. like Olympic style fencing um, but uh, that le- that was that came from my daughter used to do wrestling like MMA style wrestling. Oh dang! Yes, um, when she decided she didn't want to do that, um, she we watched a few other things and it basically came down to she wanted to do something with swords. So I said, "Do you want to do fencing or kendo?" I gave her that option. She chose fencing. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted her to. Um, choose kendo but she didn't and i wasn't gonna push it so uh they do fencing now so Mm. it's still you know they still get to stab people yeah yeah actually um they do they first they both started doing epe which epe is just stabbing just poking thrusting okay um you can't slash okay and that but then my son switched to saber where he can slash so they do two different styles now. She does oh. Epe and he does Saber. So he can. The only thing that stinks is uh, it's two different sets of equipment. Oh, so when he switched okay. to so when he switched to um, Saber, we had to buy him a new jacket, a new helmet, 
Oh, dang. Uh, yeah, because in, in Epe, you can't... Oh, no, you can hit the face mask. Um, but because it's poking, the sensor is at the tip of the sword, the tip of the Epe. When you push it in, it pushes a little button. Okay. Um, with, this, with the um, saber, it's another electronic signal basically just making contact. So, like, you have to have a helmet that's completely wired. Mm. So... Like the the jacket is wired, everything is wired so that when it gets touched. Okay. So yeah, and then there's a third one which is foil, and foil is like foil is like epe but even more strict. I think that's only poking, but you can only poke in the torso. Okay. I don't know. There's I I don't remember all the rules. <laughs> that's such a weird concept to grasp with the sensors. Yeah. So like he had to, we had to get a, a obviously a different a completely different sword, um, I think we had to get a different jacket. We definitely had to get a different helmet, mm. um, and then new wires and stuff, and and a, obviously a saber instead of a, a epee. Mm. And then there's also like French grip or pistol grip, which French grip is the, is a longer looking handle that you would normally see, and a pistol grip is this weird looking thing that actually where the sword comes out from your knuckles like that. So it's like oh. that. So it's like almost punching? Kind of. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, we're getting on all all, uh, all kinds of tangents <laughs> with this. Um, uh, so Kojiro does, is able to get a few people. The, they bring in, I'm assuming it's a, at first I thought it was a girl, but now I think it's a guy. Um, oh, okay. So let me, let me backtrack a little bit. So we do kind of, he finally meets uh, Tamaki um, when, was it some bullies? There's a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, there's just some random, like they were walking around. (laughs) And what happened? Um, Oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Things are like flying through the air. Uh, it was like a baseball, a tennis ball, a rugby ball, <laughs> the, the vice, vice principal. principal. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere with the broom comes Tamaki and just whacking everything out of the air, including the vice principal, which I found to be hilarious. <laughs> In fact, she bats him back into the building through a window. On the third floor. <laughs> yes. Which was hilarious. And then he he meets her, and then eventually we do find out that her father is a kendo master. Yes. And she grew up with it, but she's not interested in being in the the kendo club. Her dad runs the dojo. Okay. Like, probably the main one in town, or the only one in town? Uh, I'm not sure. It's probably her family dojo. All right. And then her dad wants her to join the kendo club at school, but... She sees it more as a chore, or she doesn't hate it, but she doesn't love it. Right, is what it seems like she, in here. Because she already has to do it at home. Why would she want to do it at school? Yeah, I I can understand that, but I, mean, I guess if you really love it, then you would want to do it. So, um, did you guys have kendo clubs at school in Not Hawaii? Not at school. I think they were talking about trying to start that because mm-hmm. schools in Hawaii have judo teams mm-hmm. and whatnot, so they wanted to add kendo, but it's a lot. It'll be a lot to coordinate, a <laughs> lot of gear. Yeah. Um, so I don't... It, it could eventually happen. I don't know if it will, but mm-hmm. I know there were some people 
talking about it and wanting to start that, which I think would be awesome. Yeah. I, I can understand. As someone who's now um, had to buy equipment for two fencers and one of them twice for different ones, <laughs> I can tell you this. I told my children, um, you are not getting out of fencing for a while. Yeah. <laughs> because we paid for all this equipment. My mom bought <laughs> my stuff when I was, I think I was eight years old. And mm. so I was still tiny. And we actually bought it in Japan because we visited family mm. in Japan. And we went to a kendo shop, a bogu shop, and we bought our bogu. That's what the armor is called. Mm -hmm. And my mom bought my brother and my bogu really big <laughs> so that so she wouldn't know. have to buy it again. That is fair. And then she also bought her stuff. And to this day, it's been 21 years. I think I'm on my 21st year in Kendo. And okay. I'm using hers. Oh, okay. Her old set. So I've oh, had to good. buy different parts. Like I had to buy the gloves, a new pair of gloves for myself. And then um, I think maybe a couple years ago, I finally bought a new helmet. But before that, I've been using my old stuff or my mom's old stuff mm -hmm. so it's been lasting a long time so that that actually brings up something that i was completely under a misconception about for a long time um so the sword the wooden sword you guys use is called a what a shinai shinai for some reason i was under the impression it was called a boken a boken is um it actually has the shape of a sword oh so it's just it looks like like the wooden a boken is a wooden sword. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that just used for training as well? So that's used for kata, which uh, are these okay. just like forms, forms okay. uh, that we need to test okay. for our black belts. And is stuff. The, I was gonna say, is there a traditional belt system? So it starts with cues. You could start at, I guess, as high of wherever the sensor feels like you're, or like yeah, where it would be appropriate for you and. So when I, I was little when I started, so I started at, I think, 7Q, and you work your way down to uh, 1Q. Okay. So 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and you yeah. can only test once a year. Okay. And um, so some older people are more, maybe more mature people, they'd start at like young, uh, 4Q or 3Q, mm. and so that way they can get their black belt a little quicker. After you get to 2Q, you have to take a, like a more official test mm -hmm. for your 1Q in front of um like a in, panel or something? yeah in front of um examiners and that's what that's what i just came back from in hawaii was the test okay how'd you do i passed my third degree black belt oh, congratulations thank you <laughs> <laughs> and then so you take your one cue after you get your one cue then you test for your uh, one done done is your black belt so your first degree black belt mm -hmm. and then after you get your first degree black belt, you have to wait one year. Then you can test for your second degree black belt. Mm -hmm. If you pass, you wait, well, train. You train for two years, and then you can test for your third degree. And then if you pass your third degree, you train for three years. So it's accumulated for everyone? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because in theory, each one is going to be significantly harder than yeah. the last one. It's going to take you a lot longer to train yeah. for. Yeah. Um, I do, other than that, other than knowing the word boken, I do know hakama. Hakama? Yeah. Yes. Which are the, is it 
Is it a skirt? Um, or are they pants? I mean, I guess they look more like skirts, they but l- there's leg holes for each leg. Okay. It's like the robe. I, okay. I guess your lower part of the robe. So like they're they're like the Japanese equivalent of jinkos. Jinkos? Oh, I forget how young you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> actually, jink- I don't know if jinkos made it to Hawaii. Uh, Jinko was a, they're still around. They're a jean company. But in the 90s, they became famous for having enormous leg sizes. Oh. Like enormous leg sizes. I had a friend in high school whose pants, each leg hole was the same size as his waist. Jeez. And so I remember him telling me one time, uh, several times, he would wake up like groggy and he would accidentally put his pant leg on. And couldn't figure out why it wouldn't, why the belt wouldn't work, because he was he could fit his whole body into one pant. They were they were very very big in the '90s, um, with kind of the punk and skater and ska culture and and all that stuff. And thankfully they uh, they dropped off very quickly. (laughs) Um, so yeah, with the with with Jinkos, the bigger the foothole you had. Um, and a, and if I'm remembering this right, without actually reading this, it's the idea is to hide your feet. Yeah, you want it to, you want it to be low enough where the bottom, like the bottom hemming, mm-hmm. will just like maybe touch the top of your foot. Okay. You don't want it too low where you you can trip, but right. then you don't want it too high where you're you're showing ankles and like the <laughs> upper part of your foot. It makes me think of. Uh, <laughs> Like old-timey women. <laughs> showing ankle. I was thinking the same thing when I said that. <laughs> I do think they look very cool. Um, I don't know if they would fit with uh, other styles other than just the robe that also goes on. What is the yeah. robe called? A gi. Oh, just, okay, gi. I don't know. Does that Was that a style? Did you see people with, like, T-shirts and hakama? Um. Think we could start a trend? <laughs> I don't know I, if I want to bet on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure if I if I joined Kendo right now, I would also start at seven Q. <laughs> I would be in the class with the little kids, and you would be <laughs> whooping my ass for sure. Um, so surprising. I mean, it's a surprisingly simple story. Um, uh, Gojira is just constantly motivated by the thought of sushi. Yeah. Um, all the time. Uh, he does finally get some other ones. Uh, Don Yoon, Dan Yoon, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He's kind of an annoying little kid. He's the one who has the surprisingly good-looking girlfriend. Oh, yeah, in yeah, Don Kun. Don Kun, there it was. I was like, I knew I'm off. I was off a letter. Um, yeah, God, that kid was annoying. <laughs> yeah, he. You got to have that one character. That's true. <laughs> so he's that guy. Yeah. And that's, I think, uh, initially the, he wanted to join the ping pong club, and then it turned out there was no ping pong club. <laughs> so uh, his friend convinced him to join uh, the kendo club, and then he they he needed more, Kajira needed more girls, so they brought in his girlfriend, who looks a lot like the team captain, which is why I started to have trouble afterwards mm-hmm. is figuring out who was who. Um uh, there's a nice little scene where they they start to feel like a team where they have lunch together. Yeah, and it makes me wonder is because uh, Tamaki only had like rice and a pickled plum, like one yeah. singular pickled plum. Yeah, 
And I couldn't figure out, is it because she is poor or because she chooses to eat like that? I feel like she just chooses to eat like that. Okay. Because it was, it was hard to tell, but then everyone else just fed her anyway. Yeah. Um, one of them, I can't remember if it was the teen captain or the girlfriend. I'm just going to refer to him as that because I'm never going to remember their names. <laughs> um, one of them, their parents owned a bento store. Yeah, that's the team captain. Team captain, okay. Um, I do. I I've been places where I see bento boxes and they look amazing. Most of the time, it's stuff I don't know if I want to eat though. Oh. And I I don't and not because I don't know if it's bad, just because I'm. I've never tried a lot of stuff. I think you'd like it. Okay. It's it's all relatively simple things. Like right. a bento could just have like chicken. Um, that's true. Fish. And then uh, vegetables on the side. And then, yeah, it's most of the time it's pretty simple. I don't think I've really had a bento where I felt like I didn't want to eat anything out of it. Okay. And I I don't get really exotic with my food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was something I remember one time you and I talked about where you it was something you didn't like and I was surprised by it. Uh, I kind of remember I don't like mushrooms. I'm not surprised by that. I don't like mushrooms either. Eggplant? No. You Was it a vegetable? I, I want to I at first I thought it was sushi, but you eat sushi, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like sushi for a while, but then I it started to grow on me when I moved out here. Oh, okay. And then all my friends wanted sushi. <laughs> so I just went went along. And then I was like, "Oh, it's it's not bad." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. And actually. now it's really good. <laughs> Especially if you go to one of those American sushi places where they just drown everything in sauce. <laughs> just get all the garlic tuna. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now I know what I might do for dinner tonight. <laughs> you know, we forgot to talk about what the other side of the bet was, right? Oh, yeah. We, di- or, we, we didn't get to that because actually that doesn't come into like halfway through the book. Yeah. Like at first they make the bet and then the guy calls back and was like, oh, yeah, we, didn't f- we forgot to talk about your half. Um, I think we, I don't know if I mentioned it, but uh, he did. He had a trophy. Yeah, and he wanted the trophy. He wanted that trophy back. Yes, which <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense because he didn't lose. I mean, he lost the match, but did he already have the trophy and have to give him the trophy? No, he, I think uh, I think he he just thinks that the trophy means something to him, so he wants to take it. Yeah, and Kojiro didn't really care about like he doesn't care about the trophy no which we find out because <laughs> when he pulls it out it is smashed to pieces yeah. <laughs> because he said he tried to kill a bug with it <laughs> and i forgot that detail yeah so when i read it again i just i just cracked up <laughs> <laughs> which i can kind of understand uh, my mom years ago sent us our old like little league trophies and crap mm-hmm. i immediately threw them all away <laughs> I had no time. My brother has his like displayed in his house, <laughs> like his like eight and nine year old baseball trophies. Oh. <laughs> I did not care about the little cheap plastic you trophies know, they gave us. My one of my friends did a really smart thing because we have a lot of tournaments, and I have I have a lot of trophies from tournaments from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I have some from when I did like soccer. Um, so there were some that were participation trophies and then some that I actually won. Mm-hmm. And my friend also had a lot of trophies. Um, so what she did was she just didn't like how much space the trophies took. And then right. like 
Why would you want to display all those trophies? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So what she did was she actually just took the plaques off the trophy. Oh, okay. And then threw the actual trophy away. Okay. And then she bought a big, um, just a board to put all the little plaques on. Did, now, did they actually put, like, your names on the plaque? No, no. Okay, because they, they didn't for us. It would just say, like, nine and eight and nine-year-old Little League runner-up or champion. Yeah, it would just say. Participant or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it would say whatever tournament it is and then what place what division you were in so i thought that was a really smart way to at least keep them but not keep them yeah i mean it is and that way you can just kind of you know can make a display yeah you know however you want and leave room for any future if you're still doing all that stuff i have not played baseball in probably decades actually the last (laughs) time i played any sort of competitive baseball was um, in college, in my undergrad, I played on an intramural softball team. Oh, okay. Um, we were called. Oh boy. We were called the Beef Curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. No, it, and it was mostly mostly made up of drumline folk. Okay. From the University of Georgia. Even less so. surprising. <laughs> so. Um, I do remember there being another team though. It was called the Wonderful Awesome Team. <laughs> T-W-A-T. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't think we played them, though. I think they were just in the league. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, so, Kojiro gets it in his head that he needs to get uh, Tamaki. We kind of see her in and out. Um, she's Anytime we see her fight, she's always very good. Yes. Um, and he, I here's what I was... I was a little confused because of the way that they they presented this is they showed these two guys bullying some of the kids from the club and then later like right afterwards they show Kojiro basically writing that out as a script like but I but I couldn't remember or I couldn't tell if it ha- it just happened that way or it he really did f- plan all that stuff out no it happened okay. like it just happened because <clears throat> He found out that, you know, Tamaki wasn't interested in joining the kendo club. Right. But what Tamaki's really interested in is being a hero figure. Mm-hmm. So he was writing this script out to make it look like the club needs a hero. Right. And she should join the club to be the hero. And then it turned out the club really did need a hero. Yeah, like while he was writing the script. <laughs> okay. That's why I, I was a little confused with that one. Um, but I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, those two... Well... The, the two kids were jerks. The one kid was a huge jerk because obviously yeah. all he wanted to do was just beat just down. Just hit people. Just hit people. Yeah. And I've known kids like that in sports where all they really want to do is hit people and, you know, that no. Yeah. No, you can leave. That's not at all what I, what you're signing up for. Um, I did like, eventually they, um, the t- whole team goes out to a kendo shop mm-hmm. to buy equipment and the shop owner clearly knows Kojiro. Um, I guess he had had him out for a while. And the shop owner also was seemed like he was probably a little bit of a bully uh, in the dojo where he just kind of liked to beat up on the students. Yeah. And say that was teaching. Yeah, like maybe, yeah. But then uh, he sees Tamaki and he got a flashback of her beating him, <laughs> yeah. which I did find very funny. I think it sounded like the shop owner practices at like oh, at her, her dojo, dojo. Okay. yeah that makes sense um 
And then actually that it kind of ends up around there. That's yeah, that's the ending. That's the end. So a little bit of well, it wasn't we spent we did spend a lot of time talking about other <laughs> things. But um so I'll kind of give you like my thoughts on it. Okay. So this is it is marked as older teen in in their system. Mm-hmm. Um which to me makes sense. It was a yeah. fairly simple story. Um, despite the fact that there was like 200 and something pages, it does go pretty quick. Yes. Because um, every page um, has maybe four or five uh, panels in it. And they're pretty big. Uh, there's a lot of spots where the panels don't even have writing. They're just telling the story. So actually, the book does go pretty quick. Um, I did find it to be very interesting. Um, ha- not being someone who grew up doing or reading manga or watching anime, like it feels like an anime so i can i can totally see how this was turned into one um i'll be honest i don't know if i'm gonna go on to try and read (laughs) volume two um i love kendo i love watching kendo um i've known you for several years i've loved talking to you about kendo i've never seen you compete or even do anything other than i've seen you in your gear because we've done some photo shoots yeah with your gear but I don't, do you compete here ever in Vegas? There aren't tournaments in Vegas. There's tournaments in California every so often. Okay. And other states. Um, but you have to be part of the federation, like the mm-hmm. All United States Kendo Federation or Southern California, Northern California Kendo Federation. Just um, to watch or just to no, compete? No, to compete. Okay. And then I'm part of Hawaii Kendo Federation, mm-hmm. so I haven't switched over. Okay. So they're just So do the you events, just fly back to Hawaii to compete when you I do? haven't competed in a tournament in a while. In a while, yeah. Okay. Um, do I remember you going back to Japan for a while to compete? Was that a while ago? Um I went to the world tournament in Japan in twenty fifteen. Okay. So I was 15, part of okay. Yeah, I was part of Team Hawaii for that. God, twenty fifteen. Like I don't remember that being that long ago, but that was seven years ago. Yeah, it was it's been a <clears throat> it's been a bit. It's been a minute. <laughs> um so for me. I think I'm more likely to try and watch the anime. I think they am to try and read this again. Also because it's even by the end of it, I was still like force I had to force myself every time to read it in the correct order. Oh. <laughs> so I think the more I would read, um, the more I do it. And I think much like with anime, I think uh, uh, the right manga is gonna have to center around something, a subject that I'm interested in. Um, this, I was actually, I am, ex- I was excited about this cause I do like, I just like swords, anything with swords. <laughs> um, but admittedly it was probably a little, not too simple, too simple makes it sound like it's bad, but it, it wasn't bad. It just didn't grip me enough to want to continue. Okay. I'm sorry to say. No, no, it's fine. I, I mean, I picked this up because I like what it's about. Right, of course. And I have experience in what it's about. Right. So when I read it, like, you know, they talk about sweaty gear and... <laughs> it's all things like, you can identify all things, with. All things that I'm like, yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. So, and like, oh yeah, I've totally gone through that. And oh yeah, it definitely hurts to get hit on the wrist. <laughs> so it, it just really, I mean, I could really connect with it. Yeah, and the story itself is pretty simple. Like it's, right. it's really common in manga to have a like a club 
that's pretty dead not many members they need more members so they need to find a way to get more members and like this is a really common mm -hmm. way you, to are begin. Are you telling me somewhere out there there's a manga about marching bands Japanese marching bands where they don't have enough members? There, There is an anime about band but it's they call not, it concert band. Yeah, it's concert band. I don't know if there's one about marching band because they don't do marching band the same way we do marching band. Right, and but so. I know that it has become a fairly big thing. Yeah, out there because I'm constantly seeing videos of it. Yeah, they out have there. It's they just, have some that are really strong. And, right, but also to be fair, they don't really have American football fields out there. Yeah, so they're so they, adapting yeah. for their which makes total sense. To yeah, me. Um, and all the ones I see. Are always amazing and it's always kids who are like my children's age yeah <laughs> we're playing like really complicated stuff and i'm like god we're lazy <laughs> yeah so there's there's another um there's an anime i watched in the past couple years and it's about a koto club and a koto is a the, japanese harp yeah, like a zither almost a zither like a harp it's like a japanese harp it's it yes. lays flat yes. and you pluck the strings like yep. yeah and then um so there's there's an anime about that and okay. it was kind of the same setting as this where there's not that many members they want to go to a, they want to compete right and they need more members to be able to <laughs> compete okay so it's a really common it's a really common way to tell a story um, okay yeah in this category well thank you so much for coming on and this is your first time ever being on a podcast yes <laughs> so i i appreciate you being very very engaging and and um and mostly just correcting me on <laughs> all, all of my bad issues well, thank you for having me um i don't think you really have anything to promote you don't no, no. i don't i don't do much <laughs> <laughs> except you somehow in the last few years you've gotten into rock climbing yeah. Every post I ever see you do is you on the, on on something. Yeah. Climbing. Yeah. Which is cool, but I would I I don't even like climbing up the stairs. <laughs> so, thank you so much. I really really appreciate you yeah, coming thank on. Thank you. And all right, that was another episode of Comics Underground. We wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. We hooked the fisherman killer, Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times! Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic to David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale.
I shot him in the heart. We cover it all. The good, the bad, and the bloody. Return, Revenge, Resurrection. A podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday. Available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone!